Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey, and it is New Year's Eve 2012 as I am recording this, and hey, it's time to do the favorite albums of 2012. For you regular listeners of the show, you're used to multiple part episodes, this will be no exception. It will be a two-part episode, I'm going to go ahead and do a top 20 here for you. Records that I endorse, that I think you should pick up, and, uh, you know, just basically cherry-picking out of what I got this year. 20 is about half of the stuff that I bought this year, I think. Uh, So I had about 40 records that came out this year. Just a little bitty handful that I might have ripped from the library, but I will own eventually. Pretty much 99% of them I purchased legitimately or downloaded legitimately. There are a few records that I just didn't get around to listening to, so for those of you wondering why such and such record may be missing off of the list here tonight, I'll go ahead and do a a small list of records I really want to check out and just haven't had the chance to this year. Uh, A little small list here. I want to hear the new Heart, the new Testament, the new Muse, the new Deftones, the new Organ Beats. Gotta check that record out. Thanks to Michael Butler for talking about that one on the Rock and Roll Geek Show. The Organ Beats album sounds great. I can't wait to buy that. Uh, the new Hailstorm and the new Jeff Lynne cover album. He's doing an album of oldies, uh, which sounds great from the samples I've heard. So those are on my shopping list to finish out 2012. And I'll give you a list about halfway through this episode of stuff that I listened to that just didn't make the cut. And I'll let you know whether or not I liked them or not. So there'll be some bombs in here this year. Uh, but stuff that just didn't make the top 20 that I still think are pretty passable. So that's later on the show. Let's start off with the first song here tonight. And I really wanted to make the effort to actually put the list in order this year. I felt like last year, and I had a I had a blast on last year's Best Albums of the Year episode. I did 10 of them, but I felt like the list was kind of put together last minute, kind of half-assed. I wasn't really ready for it. Uh, but it was a great show. Go back and check it out. I did it with my CNJ radio partner, Chris. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but anyway, like I said, I made an effort to put these in order. The first part of the show here, of course, we're going to count down from 20 to 11. And it's pretty much in order. Uh, I can make the argument that, you know, this goes above that one or the other. But once we get to the top 10, they're pretty much going to be my top 10 without argument. So I'm pretty confident in the list here. We're going to start off the show here tonight with something that I really wanted to do because I feel like I'm making the effort and mainstream critics are not. This first album is something that you're going to see on a lot of critics' year-end lists. They even got some Grammy nominations and I like the record. It's one of those albums that we can both agree on on both sides. Uh, I feel sometimes I'm making more of an effort than they are to listen uh, to music, to any kind of music, really. I feel like they're not making the effort to listen to my shit, but whatever, that's what a critic is, right? Especially one that works for Rolling Stone or, or whatever, if you're a part of Neris. You're not listening to all this stuff. You're You're not even trying. You don't even know who people like Ginger are, or you will never listen to a Kiss album in your life. I don't want to do any spoilers, really, here. Let's just get to it. The point I'm trying to make is number 20 for my year this year. Really enjoy this album, and I always try to get like a genre pick in in my list. It's not forced, but if it arrives on there, then I'm going to point it out. This one, if you're looking for a good roots rock record, 
really heavily dealing in blues and a hybrid blues rock. Uh, very, uh, very cool record. It's a band, a new band called the Alabama Shakes. Yes, they are from Alabama. And I guess they kind of got the endorsement from Jack White this year. And I got to say, I think they pulled a better record this year than Jack White did. That's why he didn't make the cut this year, and this band did. A uh, good reason. If you are a White Stripes fan, then you're going to want to check this record out because it's more White Stripes than Jack's record was this year. That's my opinion. I'm, I'm sure some people will disagree. But check this song out. This is my favorite song off of the Alabama Shakes album called Girls and Boys that came out this year, April 9th, 2012. Here you go. This is Alabama Shakes with Be Mine. <laughs>
right, there you go. That was the Alabama Shakes with Be Mine off of their album Girls and Boys from this year. My handshake to the critics and hipsters alike. I found that one record every year. I, I pretty much tend to find that one record we can all agree on. So there you go. That's the one. Go check it out. I recommend it. If if you like that particular style and you liked that song, you're going to like the whole album. If you want to just relax, kick back, get in the tub, whatever, That's that's the record for this year. Now for something completely different, number 19 here, and you know, it, any other day it would probably be a lot higher. Uh, this just my way of saying let's have some fun now here on the show. And you'd have to be pretty cold not to enjoy Tenacious D, I gotta say. Uh, they're a lot of fun, and yes, they are a comedy rock band who, you know, are playing up the fact that they're taking it seriously. But I gotta say, every time they put a record out, the music is always there. They have really good rock arrangements, and it's a lot of fun. Of course, you got a couple of ringers in the band. I knew they used to use some some guys from the Vandals. Dave Grohl played drums on the first album. Dave is back on this album on the third one, so it's all the better because of it. And that album cover, man. <laughs> if you haven't seen the album cover, go go check it out. Um, I won't spoil it, but yes, they have to put a sticker on front of it in like in all retail stores because it's it's pretty offensive I guess but it makes me laugh and you know what's even better about this album they reference the fact that their second album the Pick of Destiny soundtrack was a bomb uh, I like a lot of stuff on there but yeah it wasn't as good as the first album so they reference the fact that you know this one's they're getting back on the ball this is my favorite song on the album it's super fun it's got the kind of uh, songs I used to kind of write when I was a teenager so maybe that's why Tenacious D appeals to me so much but this is the exact same kind of chord structures and stuff I used to write the only difference is I didn't release the stuff so I'm, I'm glad the D is doing it and this one's a lot of fun I know I said that before but here you go this is Jack Black Kyle Gass Tenacious D with Death Star The world is fucking turning to shit The earth don't stand a chance Hurricane, typhoon will destroy the city We got to clean up the skies and recycle. We got to stop the overpopulation. But most important of all, we got to build a Death Star. Death Star, it's a fucking ship. It's a son of a bitch, y'all, and we're building it. It's gonna take us up into the sky. We don't need the earth, we're gonna fucking fly sky. Take us into outer space Get your shit together, motherfucker We're gonna start a new human race In the sky In the sky You know we will be rocking on the Death Star Total eclipse in the sky
the d tenacious d that is with death star of course with no a in death and an extra r in star because we're not getting sued putting the proverbial mohawk in a wheelchair on it just in case george lucas is not very sue happy when it comes to fans so i think they'd be okay especially considering that they're famous but hey just in case you got to be safe right so hope you enjoyed that song one of my favorite lyrics of the year paid a nerd to build it because i don't know how to build that shit Makes me laugh. It works for me. So anyway, that album came out on May 11th of 2012. The album is called Rise of the Phoenix. There you go. Tenacious D. Having fun, as always. Speaking of fun, this band's super fun. That's why I appreciate them. Seen them quite a few times live already with a lady. And uh, her name is on the credits here. Kickstarter. There you go. Another plug. Yeah, but the new record by the Dolly Rots, I, I definitely enjoyed it. It is uh, one that I 
didn't listen to as much as I probably should have this year, so that's why it's a little low on the list. That That's my fault. You can blame me for that. But every time I listen to it, I enjoy it, so it's growing and rising on the charts for me. This album came out September 18th of 2012, putting it out themselves 100% independent now on Arrested Youth Records. Go to dollyrots.com and check it out. This was the single they released in support of it, and it's a super fun, catchy, bouncy song. So here you go. What better way to represent the album than with the song Hyperactive? Here you go. Hyperactive by the Dolly Rots. That was the Dolly Rots with Hyperactive off of their new album called simply the Dolly Rots. Go check it out if you like fun pop punk rock. It's the best way I can describe them. But they're they're super people, and yes, they are awesome. Check it out. And speaking of cool, awesome people, I had the pleasure of meeting the lead singer of this band during a signing for the album, The Night It Streeted talking about a band called Fozzie and their lead singer and sometimes on and off professional wrestler Chris Jericho just happens to be one of the best in the world at what he does and 
you know, I, I guess it's almost like a default thing because I am such a Chris Jericho fan. I do like Fozzie. And it's always been kind of that thing where, yeah, the records, they're, they're pretty good. You know, they're, they're getting there. They're getting better. And every time they put a record out, they get a little better. And I'm very proud of them for sticking with it. I think this new one is, is the best thing they've ever done, for sure. For a band that started off as a parody cover band, you know, a la like a Steel Panther, uh, they're now putting their own originals out, just like Steel Panther, and, and doing it good. And their influences are there. They're definitely big fans of, like, Metallica, Dream Theater, kind of a hybrid of that, and some great classic rock, and, like, Priest, and... You know, the, all the influences are there, but they definitely have their own sound now. And, like I said, as they put each new record out, they get better, and I enjoy them more. i play you my favorite song off of the new Fozzie record called Sin and Bones. This is Shine Forever. So much time I let slip away 
right? If Tony Iommi hasn't written that riff already, I'm sure he'd be jealous of it. Who knows, right? So there you go. That was Fozzie with Shine Forever. Yeah, if I really wanted to kiss Fozzie and Chris Jericho's ass, I would have put that in my top ten because, you know, he was a super nice guy. Took pictures, signed autographs, and he signed my Fozzie record. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm being completely honest here, and there is no shame in being anywhere in the top 20 on my list, in my opinion. You put out a great record if you did. So there you go. Fozzie, Sin and Bones. If, if you love heavy metal, then go check it out because it's, it's really, really good. Moving on to the next one here. I believe we're up to, like, number 16 now. Yeah, there you go. That's the ticket. Band called the Mars Volta. Now, I talked about Mars Volta, I believe, on Modern Love 2, that episode, talking about how much if you're into prog rock and you haven't found that new prog rock band, uh, you really have. You need to just go check out the Mars Volta because that, that's going to be your band right there. Uh, if you're a fan of, like, the crazier side of King Crimson and Yes and stuff like that, like I said, the crazier side, then you're going to love Mars Volta. I think they're a great band. All the way on the other side of Texas, from El Paso, they rose out of the ashes of At The Drive-In, and half of the band formed Sparta, and half of the band formed Mars Volta. I think Mars Volta is easily the better half, and way more interesting, that's for sure. They've put out a ton of records since they have come out. They've put out a lot of records in the last decade that they've been around and I think all their records are really good it's one of those things that's really hard to pick a track off of a lot of their records because like a lot of the bands they grew up on it's really just one song almost almost one continuous song it's just a listening experience way better stated on headphones it's one of those kind of bands so check them out on the headphones but for now I'm going to pull off my favorite song off of the new Mars Volta record which is called Nocturnicate this is Moloch Walker. I think I'm saying that right. Their song titles are weird, um, but Moloch Walker. Moloch Walker. Sure. There's probably a joke in there I'm missing. I'll try to figure it out, but just listen to the song for now. <laughs> Yeah. 
Alright, that was the Mars Volta with Moloch Walker. I'm just going to go with that. I still can't find the joke in there. Maybe there's no joke. Maybe they just thought it was a cool title. I'm, I tend to overthink things sometimes. But That album came out on March 27th of 2012. And, I, of course, I like to read while the song's playing. And I just found out that the band's on hiatus now. They finished up the tour this year. Yeah, Omar and Cedric are on hiatus as a partnership because they are the Mars Volta and then they have a band that tours with them. But yeah, on hiatus now, so don't know if or when they'll ever come back. Uh, they've been, like I said, their album's been very consistent for me. So if it's all over now, then they put out a great body of work, which will always be listened to and appreciated by myself. So there you go, check it out. Mars Volta, moving on. I'm all bummed out. One of my favorite bands is now on hiatus. But I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep it together. We're going to move on here. This next one is by a band that got back together and reunited this year, which made me very happy. I, I just liked a lot of records that came out this year, so any other year this would have been top ten. going to play is something by the newly reformed Garbage. Of course, one of my best listeners out there, Todd Cunningham. He's a big Garbage fan, too, just like me. And, uh, I, you know, let me know what you think of the record, Todd. I'm, I'm curious. I don't think we have talked about it yet. But, uh, and, yeah, the album is called Not Your Kind of People. It came out on May 14th of 2012. There are two different versions of it, actually. There's the regular version and the deluxe version. deluxe version has, I believe, three extra songs on it. Uh, I always like to get as many songs as I can, so, of course, I got that version. Just happy to have them back. They're picking up where they left off stylistically, is in my opinion. Sounds just like, uh, I guess the last album they came out with was back in like 04 or 05 or something like that. But I love all their records. Shirley Manson, great front woman, great singer. Of course, it's an album of super producers, so it's going to sound really slick and really overproduced, but sometimes you need that. So here you go. This is Garbage from the album Not Your Kind of People. One of my favorite songs right now on this album is a song called Man on a Wire. So here you go.
that was Garbage with Man on a Wire from the album Not Your Kind of People. That came out on May 14th, 2012. Go check it out. I really like that record. I think it, it holds up with pretty much anything they've ever done. So it is not a desperate-sounding cash-in reunion album. It is just merely a follow-up to the great body of work they've already done. Check it out. So we're about halfway through the episode here. I wanted to go ahead and report on some of the albums that didn't make the cut, just slightly under the cut, and or albums that I actually have, but I haven't even listened to them yet. So there's one reason or another why they weren't in the top 20 this year. Hey, you know, let's 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 do some shock radio here, right? Yeah, sure, whatever. But uh, yeah, you know, hearkening back to my teenage years, there were new albums by The Offspring, No Doubt, Real Big Fish, stuff like that. And uh, some of you out there may not be fans of those bands, but I always like to give them a chance. And I haven't heard enough of any of those albums to make an opinion on them yet, so just being honest. But uh, I really like all those bands, and I will check out the new record soon bands of kind of the same ilk from the same era of when I first started listening to them also put out new records this year and that was Serge the lead singer from System of a Down and Marilyn Manson those two albums I did listen to and it pains me to say that I was not really all that blown away by them maybe they'll be growers over the years but as of right now Serge and Marilyn Manson didn't get me that pains me especially about Manson because I have always defended Manson's records. I think he puts out really interesting records, and top to bottom, they're usually great. Even the one he put out right before this, The High End of Low, was was one of the best albums that year, for sure. Uh, But this one, it just didn't get me. I thought it was a little lazy. I thought he kept going back to the well, even on stuff he did earlier in the album. It just didn't get me. When, when, When the best song is a cover song, which was this cover of You're So Vain, that that's not good when the best songs to cover that is not good news uh also uh, a few other albums i listened to but i like a couple of songs but just they just didn't have enough to make the top 20 were uh jack white record and the bruce springsteen record uh i like i'm i'm liking bruce more and more as the years go on and i think the first single on there we take care of our own is one of the best songs it's it's probably my top 10 songs of the year but the album as a whole didn't get me too much so what are you going to do? Big shout out to little Steven, though, because I love that guy. And uh, some of the other albums I have, uh, like uh, the new Ben Foltz 5 record, they got back together. And what I've heard of the album I really like, but I just haven't heard it enough to properly judge it or criticize it or put it on my oh-so-great list. Yes, being facetious here. And also, I have the new Meatloaf album, still haven't listened to it. I really liked the last Meatloaf album a lot, Henkel, Teddy Bear, but I haven't heard this new one, Hell in a Handbasket. And let's just say during the election, uh, and let's just say during the presidential election, he didn't do himself any favors with me. But hey, I'm, I won't get off on a rant there. And one of the surprise albums that, uh, another one I need to listen to more of to see how much I really like it, but it, it makes me think of good times was actually a band, you might be surprised to hear me say this, but the Neon Trees record, yeah, they had a big hit this year with Everybody Talks, but I gotta say, what I've heard of that album I think is really good. Uh, you know, they're just just pop, rock, whatever you want to call it, alternative. 
but the stuff I've heard on it I like. I listened to the album with Nola during our vacation on the drive back, and it put me in a good mood, so hey, I gotta give a shout out to the Neon Trees. I, I think I actually like that record. Sue me. So I, I'm always gonna be honest with you out there. You, my friends and listeners of the show, I will always be honest. So there you go, that was the halftime report. Back to our regularly scheduled countdown. And the next album on the list, looks like we're up to number 14 here. And uh, like I said, it's a blurry line between 20 and 11, especially these 14 through 11s. Uh, I like them all pretty equally. Uh, And I'm going to play you something by the Melvins here. One of my favorite bands, the Melvins. The Godfathers of Grunge. I'm sure they would hate me saying that, but uh, it's true. And they put out an album this year under the name Melvin's Light, which uh, is a little different. It's kind of weird because go back to a three-piece unit like they used to do back in the day. So King Buzzo and Dale Crover, of course, still intact, the founding members of the band. You got Trevor Dunn, actually, for Mr. Bungle playing stand-up bass and vocals. So there's this kind of like breath of fresh air sort of towards the end, the second to last song before the really weird 10-minute Tommy Goes Berserk. They do a cover of Paul McCartney and Wings' Let Me Roll It, one of my favorite songs ever of all time. So when I heard the Melvins were doing a cover of it, I was ecstatic. I couldn't wait to hear it. And in my opinion, it didn't disappoint. So here you go. Check it out. This is the Melvins' Light with Let Me Roll It.
All right, there you go. That was the Melvins with Let Me Roll It off of their 2012 album called Freak Puke. I don't think I even mentioned that before I played the song. I was so excited about it. But yes, the album is called Freak Puke. came out this summer on June 5th, 2012. As a Melvins fan, like I said, I recommend it to the fans. And, it, you know, it's if you're going to start with them, I wouldn't start with that one, even though, like I said, I like the record. Uh, but if you want to know more about where to start, if you're a new fan, send me an email. Joey at cnjradio.com. We'll, I'll talk Melvins. I'll get you a starter kit or something. So, there you go. I enjoyed that. Of course, that that riff on Let Me Roll It, that... Love that. It gets me every time. And to hear Buzz playing it on his three pickup Les Paul, just greatness. All right, these last three songs here, they they all tie in pretty well. They're all rock and roll bands for the sake of rock and roll, out there having fun, not taking it too seriously, but taking the rock very seriously. And the, these three bands are kind of waving the flag, you know, as saviors of rock kind of thing. So I, I pretty much love these bands on principle. I'm just glad they also put out good records that I like listening to. So... Kind of a three-way tie for 11, but yeah. Hey. Number 13 officially on the list is by a band called Foxy Shazam. Really enjoy this album. I really thought it was going to wind up in the top 10 easily this year, but it came out earlier in the year. It was like one of the first major rock albums that was released in January of this year, but you know, any other year would have been the top 10 for sure. And I really love this album, so if you like, you know, this is kind of a safety, but if you like Queen-esque rock and roll, very pompous, very over-the-top sounding, I think you'll dig Foxy Shazam. If you like the darkness, at least, you're going to love Foxy Shazam. It's off the album The Church of Rock and Roll. One of my favorite songs on the album. A nice, uh, nice fun, poppy song called Holy Touch. So here you go. Foxy Shazam with Holy Touch.
Hi, this is W. This is. All right, this is WQRX. That was a new hit, but really. All right, there you go. One of my favorite bands of the modern era so far. That is Foxy Shazam with Holy Touch. That comes off the album The Church of Rock and Roll that came out January 24th, 2012. It's hard to describe them. Are they alternative? Are they glam? Are they kitsch? Are they just pop? You be the judge. Uh, That album is actually produced and entirely co-written by Justin Hawkins lead singer and lead guitarist from the band The Darkness. That guy, I love Justin Hawkins, and as luck would have it, the next song I'm going to play is By The Darkness. Hey, there you go, there's a tie-in. I'm sure my mind just went that way, like, okay, Foxy and then The Darkness. Darkness came back, got back together this year, much to the chagrin of critics everywhere, but much to the delight of rock and roll fans all over the world. Sounds like they're having fun again. Uh, just bringing it. So, one of the great comebacks of the year. Glad to see them doing well. At least doing well in Europe, right? Because, you know, we bu- we don't buy records in America anymore. Ta. Pleh. Anyway, yeah, just kidding. One of my favorite songs of the year. Uh, not just from one of my favorite albums, but one of my favorite songs. This would be in my top ten songs of the year. And my favorite song off the darkness is new album called Hot Cakes. This is... She's just a girl, Eddie.
that was The Darkness with She's Just a Girl, Eddie, off of their new album called Hot Cakes, which came out back in August, August 20th of 2012. And I like the little story behind the song. It was written about the drummer's ex-girlfriend, the drummer Ed Graham of the band, and he was quoted as saying that Justin wrote a song about my ex-girlfriend, which is slightly embarrassing. He wrote this song called She's Just a Girl, Eddie. It's very obviously about the split up with my ex. It doesn't mention her name, but I enjoy playing it. It's a good song. I'm not speaking to her, so I don't know if she's heard or not, and I'm not sure how she'd feel about it. But yeah, there you go, fun. And for those of you like myself who love really random cover songs and albums, they do a cover of Radiohead's Street Spirit Fade Out, Ben's album. And they do it as only the darkness can, so if that piques your curiosity, go check it out. I think the whole album's worth it. One of my favorite albums of the year. Moving on here, continuing on with The Rock, the last song of part one here. We're going to say officially the 11th best album of the year. Another band that I love dearly and would have made the top 10 in any other year. How many times have I said that on the show, right? But I feel so bad not putting these bands in the top 10. You, you can't play them all. You can't, can't rake them as high as everybody else. But hey, there's always next time, guys. A band that has been super consistent with me throughout their whole career. They started off in the late 90s, and every album they put out, I love. I think they're all great. They're all equally great. And this one was no exception. I'm talking about The Hives. The Hives from Sweden. Oh, what is it about Sweden? What do they put in the water? Who knows? But I'm glad they do, because we get great rock and roll like The Hives. They put out an album this year called Lex Hives. I have no idea why they called it that, but now, of course, as we're listening to my favorite song on the album, I'll see if I can get to the bottom of it. So until then, this is The Hives with Patrolling Days.
Alright, a great strong track to close out part one of the top albums of 2012. That was The Hives with Patrolling Days. Anytime I think about or mention The Hives to somebody, I always have to say, if you've never seen them live, you gotta go see them. They are one of the best bands playing on this earth today. You have to see them. They just, they demand that you bring your A game because they do every time. And hey, I didn't let you down while the song was playing there. I found out that the term Lex Hives is a phrase derived from the ancient Roman practice of enacting a system or body of laws and accepting them as a standard. So yeah, there you go. Lex Hives came out this year in June of 2012, and it was one of my favorite rock albums all year only thing about that band is that they take way too long in putting out new records. I have no idea why, but uh, yeah. Guys need to step it up a little more. Put out another one next year, and I bet you'll make the top ten. Be my guest, so bring it, Hives. Alright, that's going to do it for part one here on the number 20 through number 11 top albums of 2012. want to thank you for listening to the show here tonight. Please go to cnjradio.com where you will find the links on the show notes to the Facebook, the Twitter, uh, the Pinterest that I am not running, but a very awesome person is. And what else? The email. Yes, joey at cnjradio.com. Send me your list of your favorite albums of 2012. The ones that got them in before I recorded the end of part two. We'll make it on there. As of right now, I have like two lists. That's pretty terrible, guys. But hey, you know, I, I know nobody listens. So what are you going to do? But I do want to thank all the new listeners that are supposedly out there. Please send me an email, joey at cnjradio.com. Comments, what your favorite songs on the show were, what your least favorite songs were. I want to hear it all. Thanks for tuning in. I will see you right away on part two because I'm putting them up at the same time. So there you go. Have fun. Go to the next one.